What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future passion. Explore paths to careers that will excite and motivate you. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu to find out how to connect to your future. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Coming soon to Benton Township could be the technology to pinpoint when gunshots are fired and direct police to those locations. The Benton Township Board of Trustees on Tuesday night heard from Michigan State Police Captain Michael Brown about the Shot Spotter program. He explained it uses acoustic sensors on utility poles and other infrastructure to triangulate where shots are fired. It can pinpoint the location to within 80 feet and has an accuracy rate of 97%. MSP has already been talking with Benton Harbor about the program. Brown told us the initial plan is to serve two square miles, one in Benton Harbor and one in Benton Township. We look at the crime stats that are collected on a yearly basis for Benton Harbor, Benton Township, and then just try to maximize this two square miles that we're putting in the proposal to cover those where we have crime victims. So it's all in the statistics uh, collected by the police agencies. Large housing developments are likely to be a focus. The cost would be $100,000 per year, mostly paid for by the Michigan State Police if the higher-ups approve. Benton Township Police Chief Greg Abrams told trustees Benton Township's cost would be $10,000 per year with a three-year commitment. Brown said he'll know within about a month if the MSP will approve the program. Trustees indicated support and said they'd even like more coverage. Also Tuesday, Benton Township trustees approved the renewal of a program that will give quarterly retention bonuses of $4,000 to police officers and a $3,500 signing bonus. It's expected to cost the township $80,000 for the year to come out of the police budget. Lifeguards could be coming back to the city of South Haven's beaches. The South Haven City Council is talking about it as the public asks for more protections for swimmers. At their regular meeting this week, council members asked city manager Kate Hosier about the latest look into the issue. Hosier said bringing back lifeguards would be tricky. I do know that there is a push for having a lifeguard program this year. However, there's also a capacity issue. Do you want a good life safety program? Do you want a safe program or do you want a fast program? At best, I can give you two out of three. Hosier says there needs to be more discussion. Councilmember Joe Reeser said he doesn't blame anyone, but he does think it's time for some movement on the issue. The frustration I think a lot of people have is that we've talked about this a year ago and we ran out of time and now we're talking about it. It's finally come up again and it feels like we're under the gun that we're going to run out of time. And when it comes to people's lives and safety, I don't know why we keep running out of time, how this keeps happening. Hosier said details will be provided to council members at the March 5th work session and the matter will be further explored during a priority setting meeting on March 11th. There have been no lifeguards at South Haven's beaches for more than two decades. The city ended the program due to liability and how much it cost for insurance. Recent deaths have prompted the public to question whether lifeguards could be brought back. The council last considered reinstating lifeguards in 2021 and opted not to do so. About 170 property owners in St. Joseph Township will be getting some of their money back from a drain project. Berrien County Drain Commissioner Christopher Quatrin tells us the Pinebrook Drainage District was created a few years ago to address flooding in the area. 
We built the rain garden, and then we were able to liquidate that property at the end of that. The project was very successfully run, great design by Whiteman Associates. It came in under budget. We actually included adding two more branches there. But with the liquidation of the property, we had some additional revenue. Quatrin says because the project went so well, he had to decide what to do with the extra cash. Either I could let it sit in account for the term of the bond, or I could give a rebate back to those who paid the assessments in the drainage district. I chose to provide the rebate. Quatron says the average property owner will get about $120 back from what they've already paid in, although larger properties will mean bigger rebates. He presented a check of $21,800 to the St. Joseph Township Board of Trustees on Monday, recognizing some of the township's excess costs. In all, about 70000 is being returned to property owners. The city of Benton Harbor has received a clean audit for the fiscal year that ended in June. At their Monday meeting, city commissioners heard from CPA Paul Matz with accounting firm Riemann. What we issued was the unmodified audit opinion. That's the clean audit opinion. That's the opinion you want to achieve through the audit process. It's the best opinion, the highest opinion that we can give that, yes, we believe these to be accurately stated financial statements. Matt said a recent $6.5 million grant from the state to shore up the city's pension fund is not reflected in this audit because the grant is too recent. However, it mentioned in a footnote as a significant development for next year's report. That will all be reflected in the June 30 of 2024 financial report. You will see both that revenue and that how that impacts reduces the liability. Matt said the city's fund balance went down by about $822,000 in the most recent fiscal year, leaving the end-of-the-year fund balance at $5.3 million. That's about six months of operating expenses, which is normal. He also noted a lot of Federal American Rescue Plan dollars were spent, with the city still having about $3 million of those funds left as of last June. The U.S. House of Representatives has approved legislation from Congressman Tim Wahlberg, intended to help fight human trafficking. Wahlberg says his Enhancing Detection of Human Trafficking Act would get training to federal employees. This bipartisan legislation ensures the Department of Labor effectively trains its employees to recognize and respond to the illegal trade of people for exploitation or commercial gain. Wahlberg says the bill could help to prevent the trafficking of children into the United States illegally at the southern border. In addition to requiring new training for Department of Labor employees, the legislation requires a report back to Congress on the program's implementation. The House passed the bill unanimously this week. Bentwood Tavern in New Buffalo is planning a give-back dinner to benefit Fernwood Botanical Garden in Niles. The tavern says 50% of all proceeds from food and drink sales will benefit Fernwood's Mighty Acorns program the evening of February 22nd. Mighty Acorns is an environmental education program created by the Chicago Field Museum that teaches kids about nature by connecting them with their local ecosystems. Thousands of students, teachers, and families from schools in the area take part in the education program each year, helping to restore ecosystems through stewardship. Anyone who dines at Bentwood Tavern between 5 and 9 p.m. on the 22nd can help raise funds for the program. Reservations are encouraged. In state news, a Michigan jury convicted a school shooter's mother of involuntary manslaughter Tuesday in the killings of four students back in 2021, making her the first parent in the United States to be held responsible for a child carrying out a mass school attack. 
Prosecutors say Jennifer Crumbly had a duty under state law to prevent her son, who was 15 at the time, from harming others. She was accused of failing to secure a gun and ammunition at the home and failing to get help to support Ethan Crumbly's mental health. The four guilty verdicts, one for each student slain at Oxford High School, were returned after roughly 11 hours of deliberation. Crumbly faces up to 15 years in prison. Sentencing is set for April 9th. Michigan's new gun laws take effect next week. By law, guns must be unloaded and locked with a trigger-locking mechanism or stored in a locked storage container. Michigan State Police First Lieutenant Mike Shaw says gun owners can pick up a free gun lock at any state police post. Shaw says that not using a gun lock won't just be illegal, it could also be tragic. At least four Michigan children died last year due to unsecured guns. And members of Michigan's film industry were in Lansing yesterday while state lawmakers held a hearing on a package of bills the backers say will bring Hollywood productions back to the state. Barton Bund, an actor and board member for the Michigan Production Alliance, says this new program does not provide any cash rebates to producers. This would go before a state official. They would approve your receipt. They would look over everything. And then they would give the producer or the the producing company, up to 30%, not in cash, but in transferable tax credits. Barton says the producers would sell the tax credits to Michigan businesses, which would then help those businesses offset their tax liability. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.